0: It's this is Wrestling Unlimited. As it's Monday and we're here with the wrestling wrap up, a handful of news brought to you in one easy to watch video. As far as today's show does go, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten things to talk about. Kind of eleven, but the first two go together. We're gonna talk about Vince McMahon wanting to sell WWE. WrestleMania ticket sales, money in the bank, Mandy Rose, AEW stars showing up at PWG, who the heck is Uncle Howdy and who we now know, and so much more, but with that. That's the wrestling wrap-up, and that's what we're going to talk about right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Whether you're watching live, twitch.tv forward slash slash PWUnlimited, or podcast services all around the globe, like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below, or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription, or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Whether you have Amazon Prime or know somebody else that has Amazon Prime, then you can have access to Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and they always give you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month, and I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here right here Pro wrestling Unlimited. remember also on the flip side you can do uh some support on youtube by becoming a channel member as a channel member you get early access to news early access to podcast episodes early access to non-news videos and so much more you can also get all that content over at patreon.com forward slash pw unlimited and finally head over to the epic game store head over to the epic game store and buy something whether you're buying a new game whether you're buying an old game hey Claim one of the free games. Right now you can get Kerbal Space Program, which is a very fun game. And you can get Shadow Tactics, Aoki's Choice, for free. Go to the Epic Game Store. Put in code Unlimited at checkout. It's N L I M I T E D at checkout. And you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Trying to get in that new season of Fortnite? Trying to get in that new season of Rumbleverse? Getting stuff for Rocket League? Getting stuff for Fall Guys? We'll use this code. Whether you're using it on the Epic Games Store or for any Epic games, whether that's on the PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, or your phone, don't forget to use our code because it doesn't cost you anything to actually put the code in. It's free to put in this code right here. And I do want to apologize. You guys know I cough sometimes on stream and I've got a chronic cough. And they'll go, well, now my throat's a little sore, so I'm going to be coughing even a little bit more. So I do want to apologize for that. A little stuffed up, got a little scratchy throat, hopefully I'm not getting, so well, I'm getting something, hopefully I'm not really getting too sick, and finally, I did say finally already, but finally, 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 go to TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash PWUnlimited, and support us over there as well, we're trying to get to a 1,000 followers by the end of the week, last week we were at 550-something Now we are up to as of right now 841. So it does look possible that we do get up to a thousand followers by the end of the week. So that's awesome. And we support, we greatly appreciate all the support that you give over there on TikTok or whether that's on YouTube, Instagram, wherever you follow our content, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. But speaking of content, First thing we got to talk about, big content story as well. Who's going to be in charge of WWE's content in the next year? Is that Mike Is that Vince McMahon? Or is that somebody else? Because it looks like Vince really, really, really wants to sell the company. Now, we heard all the stories last week that Vince is putting himself back on the board of directors. Now, what we have learned is that on December 20th, Vince McMahon... And I'm going to go through this really quick because we talked about this part a little bit on Friday's show. But Vince McMahon sent a letter to the board director stating, I want back on the board. I want to be in place at the head of the board. And if you don't, well, I won't agree to any sale of the company or media rights deals. And the board said no. The board was like, unanimously, we're not voting you back on. And Vince goes, that's fine, because I didn't need your vote. I just wanted to do that as a courtesy. I'm putting myself back on. And Vince has the right to do so. He also would put back on Michelle Wilson and George Barrios. Now, in doing so, three people were let go from the board, but then two people quit the board. One being Manjit Singh, I think is what his name was. He was the one actually in charge of the Vince McMahon, um, what's it called, investigation. And I've heard from, well, I haven't heard personally, but I've heard in like multiple podcast things of people that know like Fightful and, and Dave Meltzer and stuff like that, <clears throat> that they are hearing that, the, that there's still some possible news that can come out on Vince that's not going to make Vince look good. Like, there's more that could come. That's the thing. So when you think about Vince getting pulled back on the board directors, you probably think, oh, that's going to hurt the stock. Oh, when the Wall Street Journal report came out, I'm trying to pull up the WWE stock right now, see what it's at. When the Wall Street Journal report came out last month that Vince wanted back in the company, stock dipped. Stock dipped, dipped, dipped. Not a lot, but a little. Because everyone thought, oh, Vince coming back, that's not good. So why did the stock rise? I've been asked that question all weekend. Why did the stock rise when Vince actually came back opposed to the stock dropping to reports of Vince wanting to come back. Well, the dip was just for Vince coming back period. The rise is not for Vince coming back, but a potential sale of the company. That is why the stock is going up because of the heavily talked about reports of Vince wanting to sell the company. Now, according to Dave Meltzer on last night's wrestling observer radio, He did state that apparently Vince wants to sell his company before, not just before the next set of TV rights deals go into effect, before they even start negotiating the next set of TV rights deals. Meltzer's quote was, and I'm not quoting this verbatim, but basically Meltzer said that all indications are that Vince would like to possibly have the company sold in the first half of the year. First half of 2023. Now I know CNBC and some others put out a list of a bunch of different companies that could be potential buyers of WWE. And here's the one thing I have to say about that list. That's not a list of my sources are telling me these are all the interested companies. No, that's a list of here are all the different companies that we believe, A, could buy WWE or at least have interest in buying WWE and B, has enough money To make that purchase as of right now, WWE is worth anywhere from 4 to $6 billion. Now, WWE has hired firm JP Morgan to help with the sale. JP Morgan will reportedly advise WWE on their potential sale. With the company considering a potential sale, WWE has reportedly hired a bank to assist in the process. As we have learned, quote, WWE has hired JP Morgan to help the company advise on a potential sale, according to people familiar with the matter. Now, this report is coming from... I'm reading it from F4W Online. I'm not sure if they are the original source of this story, but there's no actual credit on who... Hold on. Actually, let's see right here. This is from CNBC. This is from CNBC, originally. All right, I got to give all full credit, but they state... Uh, JP Morgan declined to comment. A WWE spokesperson couldn't immediately be reached when asked for a comment. If the deal occurs, it will likely occur in the next three to six months. So that also goes in what Meltzer was saying. Said people with knowledge who asked not to be named because the discussions are private. WWE plans to talk to potential buyers before it makes its next television TV rights renewal deals. He'll also general journal reporter that McMahon communicated with the board to get himself back on the board because basically Vince wanted to be involved in talks. Yes, Vince could go, sell my company. But if I don't like who you're selling to, I can say no. But not just that. Vince wants to be in those meetings. Nick Khan will also be in those meetings. And Conrad Thompson actually spoke about this, stating that he's got some knowledge from some sources on, on uh, Nick Khan and what his role is right now within WWE and his role since signing with WWE. Speaking on the what happened when podcast with um, Tony Schiavone, Conrad Thompson said uh, the following on a potential WWE sale quote. I've been saying this. I've been saying on this program for a while that WWE was going to sell. You know why I said that because I knew remember when Nick Khan first joined WWE, when he joined, he was an agent I happen to have some friends who need representation like that. My friend was represented by the same company that Nick Khan was sort of running. My friend said that this guy who runs this big agency is now going to WWE. He thought, what the fuck does this make any sense? He called the contact. What's up with Nick going to WWE? He said, this is a year ago. Nick has a deal with Vince where his contract gets a big payday when he facilitates a sale. He told me the number. Now, I won't say the number because that's talking about someone's money, and that's not cool. But let's say it's more than AEW's TV contract is for a year, and it's a lot. I've heard back channels before Mean Gene Okerlund passed away. He said, I heard from, I won't say who, he heard from when the stock gets to so-and-so. This has been brewing for a while. So basically... As we've always heard, Nick Khan was brought in to facilitate a sale to WWE. Nick Khan was brought in to make the books look good for a potential sale. Hence why people started getting released. And oh my, the most I've talked all day It's really starting to hurt. I'm going to try to get my, my throat lubricated through this. So what it is, is the same thing we've always known, but with a little more context. We've always known that Nick Khan was brought into WWE to help potentially sell the company. To help get the company in a financial state that would appease to potential potential suitors. That was always Nick Khan's role when Vince hired him. Nick Khan also helped get WWE their last rights deal with Fox and their current deal on Peacock with the WWE Network content. So, Nick Khan is a good negotiator. Vince feels like he's going to negotiate a good deal to sell this company, and in turn, Nick Khan is going to get a big, fat payday. A big bonus. And, 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 here's the thing. If Vince is as savvy with business as I think he is, these bonuses to Nick Khan probably won't even come out of Vince's pocket. If Vince did what I think he could have done, he could have put into Nick Khan's WWE contract that when this company is sold, or if the company is sold, Nick gets this much money in incentives or bonuses or commission. That has to come from WWE assets, WWE's bank account. So in turn, and now this is just me speculating, but if that is the case, whoever's buying... The, the WWE may actually have to pay Nick Khan to sell it to them. Now, in retrospect, AEW is reportedly making roughly $45 million a year. So, is that number that Nick Khan can make by selling WWE or facilitating the sale somewhere like 50? Because, I mean... Conrad said he's heard it's more than AEW's TV contract deal for a year. And AEW makes reportedly $45 million a year. So it's unknown who they can sell to. Again, CNBC had a list of names that I'm not even going to read because it's like they're just throwing names out there. It's a pie-in-the-sky thing as far as the company is most likely going to get sold. But there's only maybe one or two potential suitors, I believe, like Comcast, NBC, Universal. And so there's that company, there's WME, no, WME, maybe, Endeavor, who owns UFC, has said that they would, what's the word, hear him out, they've said that in the past, but there's also rumors that Vince could just sell the company to the country of Saudi Arabia and the Saudi government, and then, in turn, they put Vince in charge or something. Because that could also be something Vince wants. Now, Friday, WWE had a big old hands-on meeting at the headquarters in Stanford and said, yes, Vince is back on the board, but that's it. Vince is back on the board to help talk about a sale, help talk about TV deals. Vince is not coming in to work in his old office. Vince is not coming in to take over creative. Everything we're doing since Vince left is going to be the day-to-day, the same, the same, the do-to-do. So nothing's changing there. Yet. Yet, yet, yet. What if Vince wants to be in those sale talks because he wants to sell to somebody, then we'll go, well, we're only buying it if Vince is back in charge of everything. If Vince is back running raw on SmackDown, if Vince is back running creative. What if that's why Vince wants to be in those talks? To sell to a company that won't buy it and go, okay, no, I'll just keep it how it is right now. Triple H is in charge. Stephanie, Nick Khan, co-CEOs, we'll go from there. No, the word is that Vince could be doing all of this to solely shoehorn his way back in, get power again, as far as having this new company buy it and then say, oh, and by the way, Vince, putting you back in charge because we could do so. Because we could do so. There's a lot of different things going on right now within WWE. And we just sit and play the waiting game. Again, multiple reports are stating that WWE could be sold within the next six months. And that Vince would like to have this sale done before he has to go in there and negotiate a TV rights deal. TV rights are up at the end of 2024. So in turn, this fall is when you would start talking with NBC and with Fox. And if things don't go where well there, then I think there's a window that after maybe six months or so, I don't know for sure. But there's a window if you speak with NBC and you speak with Fox and you go, I like this, I like this, but I want this. And they say, no, and this, and that, then they can go and speak to somebody else. Hence, when they didn't like what they were getting for SmackDown from NBC, so they went and spoke to Fox. And then the Fox deal came in place. So we'll see where it all does go. But it's very, very interesting that Vince McMahon is back for one, but two... Back to sell this company and possibly get himself back in charge in doing so. Well, speaking of WWE and sales and money mania for this year. Out here uh, selling record numbers of tickets. Record numbers of tickets. We got Nick in the live chat right here on Twitch. What's going on? Nick said, and my nails got polished all over my keyboard. I'm going to fucking scream anyway. Where the fuck? Has Otis been, man... Otis is on Raw every week with Chad Gable. You just don't watch the current product, Nick. Otis has been on Raw every week with Chad Gable. He ain't the old Otis Dozovich, the bulldozer, whatever you want to... You know. He's been on Raw just about every single week and some SmackDowns with his real-life best friend, Chad Gable. But Speaking of WrestleMania and WrestleMania ticket sales, WWE sent out the following on basically WrestleMania breaking records already. WWE today announced that WrestleMania goes Hollywood. WrestleMania 39, which will originate from SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, across two nights, broke the company's all-time gate record for any WrestleMania, despite having yet to announce a single match. The previous record announced was $17.3 in 2016 for WrestleMania 32 at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas record gate comes on the heels of an unprecedented ticket sale demand for WWE in 2022 in which it proceeded its highest grossing gates of all time for Royal Rumble Survivor Series Extreme Rules Clash of the Castle in which WWE marked its first major stadium show in 30 years overseas which was the highest grossing event in the company's history now they don't give the number here for WrestleMania tickets, and as far as how much the m- how much money WrestleMania has made, as of last week, according to WrestleTicks, they are reporting that forty nine thousand five hundred and eighty four tickets have been sold for night one, and fifty thousand one hundred and fourteen tickets have been sold, or at least distributed for night two. Roughly thirty one hundred are available for night one, and thirty two hundred available for night two via resale of so WWE has surpassed the $17.3 million gate for the event. That would average roughly $174 a ticket being sold. Currently on Ticketmaster, the cheapest ticket that you can get right now is $120. That is for rows two and three still available with the highest tickets right now. Rows two and three, $7,400. Jesus Christ. That's for night one. The cheapest ticket for night two, 13, or $138 and $7,400 for the most expensive. But there we go. And also combo tickets. Cheapest combo tickets still available are $261. The most expensive combo two-night tickets, $7,345. So WrestleMania out here breaking breaking records. And like they said, we haven't even announced one match yet. But speaking of WWE pay-per-views, once we get done with WWE and WrestleMania and all that, then we've got May, then we've got June, and then we've got July, where Money in the Bank will be taking place over there in the O2 Arena in London, and we got some news about that as well. Now, the reason why WWE chose the O2 Arena in London, England, to host Money in the Bank has been revealed. It was announced earlier this month that on July 1st, WWE will kick off a U will return to the UK for a pay-per-view. And this time it's money in the bank. According to a new report from fightful, they state that WWE notably has a long history of running television and house shows uh, from Madison square garden. And it is seen that the O2 is like the MSG of London, the MSG of the UK. Fightful noted that another source believes that running money in the bank as a high-profile, high-profile international event helps establish the importance of Money in the Bank as one of WWE's biggest shows of the year. Back in the O2 Arena was reportedly a collaborative effort with within WWE. The O2 Arena has a capacity up to twenty thousand for shows like WWE and stuff, meaning that Money in the Bank will have considerably less fans than Clash of the Castle did with sixty-two thousand. But it's still going to look good on them running a big, major pay-per-view. Overseas internationally. So, yes, they're not going for like a Wembley or something. They're not trying to go for 50,000, 60,000 like they did with Clash of the Castle. But it's still big news because WWE is running one of their bigger shows of the year outside of the United States, overseas, and in the UK. So, Kudos on WWE for doing all of that, but one person that's not going to be at Money in the Bank, at least I don't think so, is Mandy Rose because she got canned earlier this year, or actually late last year, and spoke about this all on Tamara the Tamara Hall Tamara no, it's Tamara Tamara Hall show. Rose, real name Amanda Sakamano, will appear as a guest on today's edition of Tamara Hall, which is a syndicated talk show that airs on ABC stations. And I believe in some markets, other networks as well, mostly ABC. And the description of the episode states that Rose will address her quote, controversial firing from WWE in an exclusive interview with Hall. Now, here's the thing in some places, this show airs in the afternoon, in some places, this show airs in the morning. So some people may have already seen this, but it's a very interesting thing that they got Mandy on a talk show to talk about being fired by WWE. But the description of the episode does state, quote, camera has an exclusive interview with former WWE or former WWE's Mandy Sakamano as she addresses her controversial firing from WWE. And then they'll also have five-time Grammy and Emmy nominee, actress, comedian, Margaret Cho. She's going to stop by as well and this and that. So Mandy Rose will be on the show. She says she's excited for everybody to tune in. And we'll see exactly where it all goes because, again, it hasn't aired yet. But this is going to be a very interesting interview to take a look at because she hasn't spoken, really, since being fired. Her manager spoke for her. Fantime spoke for her, kind of. But she hasn't said anything publicly until this interview drops. And like I said, it's a syndicated talk show. So in some markets, it's before noon. In some markets, it's afternoon. I know my mom sometimes has this on because she, like, has it on before Rachel Ray comes on and she just kind of watches it in the background but she's really just waiting for Rachel Ray to come on and that's like 1 or 2 in the afternoon or something like that, maybe 3 when Rachel Ray comes on, so it's like I've seen the show, never paid attention myself, I pay attention to Rachel Ray because I'm like, ooh, what's she cooking? What's she? Oh, I can make that chili Oh, I can make those uh, cookies Oh, I can make those cannolis So it's like, I've seen the show on because a lot of times it comes on at least here, right before Rach, right. So we'll see how that goes. But in speaking of one person who WWE let go, who WWE fired, who WWE no longer has under contract, now we got to talk about somebody who WWE wants to bring in from another company. And that, that person is Tamatonga. Yes, WWE is interested in the current w, uh, NJPW Never Openweight Champion. The support does come to fightful. From Fightful, as Feifel states the following: Feifel has learned that WWE has internally expressed interest in Tamatonga. While we're told that the interest is possibly bringing in, well, the interest of bringing in Tonga isn't new. We're travel through New Japan locker room ahead of Wrestle Kingdom 17. Ironically enough, Tamatonga faced WWE talent and never open weight or former never open weight champion Carl Anderson at Wrestle Kingdom 17 and ended up winning the belt. Now this isn't the first time. WWE wanted to sign Tama Tonga. year old Tama Tonga had a WWE offer about seven years ago in which he turned down in order to remain with New Japan and team with his brother Tangaloa. The two have remained with New Japan ever since with being members of Bullet Club and then getting out of Bullet Club and they got their brother Hikaleo there and this and that. And so we've seen them with Haku. So very interesting. WWE wants to bring Tamatonga back in again. And in turn, they're also interested in Tangaloa. No, I don't know if they're also in- interested. No, no, no. They're interested. In, I don't know if they're interested in Tangaloa, but they are also interested in Hikaleo. That's what it is. Hikaleo, not Tamatonga. Now, here's the thing. The reason Tamatonga has stated in the past. He didn't sign with WWE seven years ago. was because his brother didn't have a good experience when he was in WWE. When Tangaloa was in WWE as Camacho. You remember? Tangaloa was Camacho in WWE. Eventually left. Went to New Japan. Became Tangaloa. Teamed with his brother. Started the Gorillas of Destiny. And there we go. So I think this is a very interesting one. But the story's not done. The report does go on to state that New Japan sources have claimed that Tamatanga's New Japan contract is actually up in a matter of weeks. Now, we don't know how many weeks a matter of weeks is. Is that two weeks? Is that three weeks? Is that six weeks? Is that 10 weeks? If that's like three, could WWE potentially sign Tamatanga right before the Rumble? and then debut him in the Royal Rumble, a la AJ Styles 2016, that would be an interesting one. That would be a very interesting one, because if you debut him in the Rumble, that means he's starting on the main roster, just like AJ did. And I think that's the route to go. I think if you bring in a Tamatanga, and I'm not just saying this, oh, I think Tamatanga is as big of a, uh international celebrity, or not celebrity, but star in wrestling as AJ Styles, AJ Styles is Way well more known than Tamatonga, especially by a lot of different types of fans, because Tamatonga's mostly just been New Japan for the last, I don't even know how many years. He's done some impact, but that's really it. Some impact last year, but mainly New Japan. AJ was known from his stint in Impact Wrestling TNA, Ring of Honor, working like Progress Wrestling. And so AJ was known from doing more things. But there's two reasons why I say Tamatongo would need to go straight to the main roster. A, because he's just that damn good, and I think that he would he would feel misused in NXT. As far as I feel like he would be just like flopping around, waiting his time for the main roster instead of actually being used really well. I just don't see them using him well in NXT. I can see them using him very well on the main roster, and then you also have his age. He's forty. You're not gonna go put a 40 year old guy down in there in NXT. You just sit and wait on him, and then how long till they call him up? No, just call him up right away. So I think if Tama Tonga does eventually sign with WWE, bring him straight to the main roster. Especially if you bring him up. If now we don't know this, but if you sign him and Tangaloa and bring them both together as a tag team, then they gotta go main roster because there'd be a that'd be a phenomenal main roster tag team, Gorillas of Destiny or whatever name they go by. And now, you know, Tamatongo. like I said, primarily worked New Japan. Worked some Impact Wrestling, but never worked AEW. Even though New Japan has a partnership, you could say, with AEW, he never worked AEW. And speaking of AEW, apparently, they're getting some changes to their championship belts for a new report, I want to say, from Fightful. Fightful states that several title belts are getting new logo changes. Coming up soon. Now I don't know exactly what that means. Because AEW hasn't changed their logo. But the report also notes that the Tag Team Championship belts in particular. Also had some minor updates. So we'll see exactly what these changes do mean. Not that big of a deal. But I thought it was an interesting enough story to just hit on it really quickly. New Japan. Or not New Japan. AEW belts. Could be getting some changes. It's weird because it says... Most will be just getting some logo changes, but I don't know exactly what that means. But in keeping with all elite wrestling, Kyle O'Reilly hasn't been seen for a while, and he actually did an interview speaking about, well, his recovery and his health and all that goes with that. Um, O'Reilly is taking an Instagram to reveal that he's dealing with a post-surgical issue that he will discuss in the future. Discussing his recent health struggles, O'Reilly captioned the post with stating, New year, new me. I hate how cheesy and cliche that sounds, but in this case of Kyle O'Reilly in 2023, it rings very true. Dealing with post-surgical issues, that I will disclose at a later date, has caused me a lot of frustration, and I've spent the last few months of 2022 with anger and confusion. In order for me to return to the ring, I simply cannot come back as I was. I have to become better in every aspect of my athletic wellness. I have to train better, eat smarter, and recover with intention. Many of you are aware of my battle with type 1 diabetes, and that also puts me at a disadvantage in terms of healing and recovery. Thankfully, working with the diabetic fighter has inspired me to regain control of my life and to finally hop off the blood sugar roller coaster. I cannot recommend this man's services enough. In six days alone, I'm spending more time in my target range than I have in months. And, of course, I couldn't pull it off without my my trusty, ever's I don't know, ever since GM. It's astonishing how consistently accurate this device is and has been to my tag team partner for almost. It has been my tag team partner for almost five years. If yeah, the transmitter falls off during physical therapy, or I walk into a doorframe, I can just stick it back on. I haven't spoken much about my injury and the mental struggles I faced, but I'm realizing how the therapeutic, how therapeutic it might be to just write this down. Our words have so much power, even if you're just think, uh, thinking them or writing them down. So a, quote, new me is a necessity to ensure that I will once again have the honor and privilege of walking down the ramp and stepping through those ropes. Expect more from me as the months go on and witness a glimpse into how I rebuild and retrain myself for a return that I can't wait to see you all. We did post some images here. I'm going to pull up on the screen. Um. Boom! 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 He posted these along with the big caption as well, of just him, you know, trying to get out there. There's his daughter. There's him. Oh wait, nope. I'm not doing the right thing. Here it is. Wrong button. So it's just him, kind of like, just giving us a slight update. And then there's this one, just showing like his target levels are good and stuff. But hey. We never want anybody to come back too soon. We never want anybody to come back when they're not ready. If You're not ready? Don't come back. Don't come back and get worse off than you were, I guess you could say. So, any, I know he's never going to probably hear this, but if I can give Kyle O'Reilly any advice, I would say take your time. We'd love to have you back on our television screens, but not if it's at the risk of your health and your mental well-being. So take your time. And come back when you feel and know you're ready. Again, I know he's never going to hear me say that, but... We'll go with that. Also speaking about AEW, Soraya recently spoke with Metro and kind of confirmed some rumors that were going around last October. In a feature with the UK-based Metro, Soraya reiterated how much she likes Paul Levesque and recounts their talks after her deal ended in July of 2022, as he was surprised to hear that it wasn't renewed by the then Vince McMahon slash John Laurinaitis regime, she stated, quote, He did give me the opportunity to potentially be a GM again, and give him the opportunity to be like, if you ever potentially want to wrestle again, I'll give you that opportunity too. He was very open about the ideas that I had, she said. The leg does confirm that, Triple H did try to get her back before she signed with All Elite Wrestling, but it just wasn't a go for her. She wanted to go try something new, try something different, go over there. I don't know exactly how long her deal's for. Some have said three, some have said four, some have said five years, probably three or five, and so we'll see if she finishes up with the AEW deal and then goes back to WWE, or maybe she's done wrestling after that. We don't know exactly what she wants to do, but... She got to finish up this AEW contract first. And from all accounts, at least that she's making it sound, she's enjoying her time thus far in All Elite Wrestling. Now, somebody that's really enjoyed their time in AEW, well, that's Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho not only works for AEW, but this past weekend, Jericho showed up at PWG's Battle of Los Angeles. Yup, not just Jericho, but the entire Jericho Appreciation Society appeared Ebola Appearing alongside the entire Jericho Appreciation Society faction, Chris Jericho came out with his faction and joined Daniel Garcia, who was already flanked by Sammy Guevara, Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, and Anna Jane and Ty Mello with Jake Hager, as they took on Jonathan Gresham, Evil Uno, S.B. Kento, Michael Oku, and Kevin Blackwood in a 10-man tag team match. So originally, it was supposed to be a six-man tag. And Bolo was a two-night event, as it usually is. And on night one and night two, Daniel Garcia was playing up the, I'm a sports entertainer. I'm better than all of you pro wrestlers, right? Who? excuse me. And they're coming out for a six-man tag. Now, I don't know... Exactly who was on what side, but I think um, Michael Oku and Kevin Blackwood were originally supposed to team with Garcia, who's the pro wrestling gorilla champion, the PWG champion. And when he made the comment of "Oh, I'm a I'm a sports entertainer, this and that," they kind of got upset with him. And then out would come certain members of the uh, the JAS, like Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. Then you would see, and none of this was filmed, this is just what I have heard from first-hand accounts that were at the show. Blackwood and Oku, I think that's who it was. Blackwood Noku ended up walking to the other side of the ring, basically like, we ain't teaming with this guy. We'll team with them. Then, out would come Sammy Guevara. Out would come Jake Hager, Ty Mello, Anna Jay, and then eventually Chris Jericho. Word is that people knew a big surprise was going to happen. And people backstage, of course, knew that it was Jericho, but nobody... As far as fans do go, knew Jericho was going to be there. Also, people were very skeptical when freaking um, Daniel Garcia came out wearing a very sparkly gold jacket. So, according to Dave Meltzer, who was there live, stated, quote, super entertaining. They treated this like a major match. All action. They all did the slow motion spot for minutes until Jericho started chopping Oku hard. Jericho and Oku were the highlights. Jericho gave Blackwood a lot of near falls on him before the Bay shot by Garcia set up the Judas effect. Jericho also called this like the modern ECW. And the fans really wanted to hear daddy magic. Fans even threw money. So there we go. No, okay, so here it is. Um, Garcia was originally scheduled to team with Blackwood and um, Jonathan Gresham. That's who it was. Blackwood, and Jonathan Gresham. So that's really cool to see that um, Chris Jericho and the rest of the JAS went and worked BOLA. They didn't have a match in the BOLA tournament or anything, but they worked the BOLA show. Now, final news story we have to talk about has to kind of do with tonight's Monday Night Raw, hence why I left it. Towards the end, because this could be, I'm going to say right now, a potential spoiler for tonight's Monday Night Raw, as it is being reported by multiple sources that Bo Dallas is actually backstage at tonight's Raw. Now, the reason this is notable is because many fans have speculated that Bo Dallas could be Uncle Howdy. The only thing announced for tonight's Monday Night Raw is that Alexa Bliss We'll make some sort of an announcement and reveal what's really been going on with her. Now, with knowing, and this comes from both Fightful and PW Insider, knowing that Bo Dallas is at Raw in Birmingham, Alabama, maybe that means Uncle Howdy could be showing up tonight on Raw. Now, let's stop fantasy (laughs) booking. So we know that Uncle Howdy and Bray Wyatt, they ain't no too copacetic. Uncle Howdy... Gave Bray a Sister Abigail. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Who used a Sister Abigail also recently? Oh, Alexa Bliss. He a, uh Bianca Belair with one. What if Uncle Howdy had been trying to control Bray? Been trying to possess him, but Bray was too strong-willed or something, and when let Uncle Howdy control him, hence why Uncle Howdy turned on him. What if, in doing so, he still needs somebody to control, and he ended up taking control... Of Alexa Bliss. So what if all these. Bray Wyatt logos for. You know above Alexa. Haven't been for her. Reuniting with Bray. But for her actually. Being possessed in a way. By Uncle Howdy. In turn. Uncle Howdy being Bo Dallas. Just a fantasy booking assumption. So that's all we really do know for tonight's Monday Night Raw that Boba Dallas is backstage. Why would he, why would he be there if he's not going to be used? No word on Bray, but Boba Dallas is there. And Alexa Bliss will be making an announcement. That's all we know for Raw. We can go to WWE's website and check it really fast because, well, that's all we got. That's all we got for the wrestling wrap up. The only thing announced is Alexa Bliss. So there we are. Go, but with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here, twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited if you watched the live or if you watched or listen later, whether that's YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe, like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod Apple Pod Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, we will be live tonight following Monday Night Raw. Hopefully my voice don't get any worse because this uh, I'm hurting right now. But I'll power through and we'll review tonight's Monday Night Raw. And we'll see you guys all there later tonight. So with that, have a great rest of your Monday. Have a great rest of your week. And I'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.